0: Welcome back, everyone, to Stethoscope, a podcast from the Northern Colorado Medical Society, bringing new scope on your community of physicians, healthcare topics, NCMS leadership, and more. You know me, I'm Paige, the executive director of NCMS and the lucky host of Stethoscope. The mission of NCMS is to advocate on behalf of our physician members to encourage a strong and healthy medical profession. A part of encouraging that strong and healthy medical profession is providing outlets for our physician members to get to know their colleagues and allow them to think outside the realm of the exam room and learn about really important member resources that they have through both the Northern Colorado Medical Society and the Colorado Medical Society. Today, I'm thrilled to allow our listeners the opportunity to learn more about Compaq. We have two guests with us today, Emily Bishop, the Director of Government Affairs at Colorado Medical Society, and Dr. Sean Pazowski, our very own NCMS Board of Directors member and treasurer. Emily has been with the Colorado Medical Society for four years, advocating for Colorado physicians at the state capitol. She's originally from New Hampshire and outside of work, you'll find her in her pottery studio or exploring new hiking trails with her dog, Bo. Dr. Sean Pazowski is a hospital neurologist at UC Health, as well as a member of the board of Compaq and NCMS. He grew up in Topeka, Kansas and has lived in northern Colorado for the past three years, as well as when he was a kid many years ago. He has been politically active at the federal and state level since college, inspired by the argumentative attorneys in his family. So to get us started before we dive right into business, let's start with something fun. But first of all, welcome to the both of you.
1: Hi, thanks for having us.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Paige.
0: We're excited. We're excited to have you here today. So a question that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about is what is the best thing that has happened to you today? And Emily, I will,
1: I'll start with you. Oh, man. You know, I made a really excellent cup of coffee this morning. That always gets my day off to a good start. Absolutely. I'm a caffeine
0: fanatic, so I get that. Dr. Bazowski, what about you? Best thing that's happened? I know that you're on call, so hopefully not terrible things have happened.
2: Yeah, I would say that I was able to handle all the calls today without uh, any major lapses, and that was, that was good.
0: Good. <laughs> that is always day. good. hmm Excellent. OK, so I appreciate you all indulging in my fun, but I'll get us back on track. So, Emily, um, for those that may not be aware, let's start with just high level overview what Compact is to help everyone get our bearings.
1: Yeah, Compact. So Compact is the Bipartisan Political Action Committee affiliated with the Colorado Medical Society. We work to educate candidates about issues important to physicians and then support legislators who vote with us and carry bills on those issues. Uh, Compact focuses on a lot of different priorities, all set by the physicians, Um, administrative burden and physician burnout, uh, protecting confidential counseling services for doctors, um, substance use disorder, reducing healthcare costs in a sustainable way, have all been recent priorities of ours. And our other political entity, uh, the Small Donor Committee, focuses solely on maintaining Colorado's stable medical liability laws.
0: Fantastic, thank you. It's, I mean, Compact does a lot, and I know it's really important to to many physicians. And I think for those that don't know about it, they'll realize its true importance after today's episode. But Dr. Pazowski, I would love for you to to tell us about your personal experience with Compaq and why you're so passionate about it as a physician.
2: Yeah, so my personal experience, um, I've been a member of Compaq since last year and kind of knew it was something that was interesting to me. Um, just given kind of the track record of involvement that I've had over the years, um, because I really feel like it's a place where our voices, as physicians um, can be heard in the state capitol. And, you know, for better or for worse, whether uh, we like it or not, we do serve at the pleasure of the legislature. And it's really a way for our voice uh, to be communicated um, to those people so that we can protect um, the the profession as well as patient interest uh, simultaneously. And so I, I feel like it's it's just... A place where our voice can be heard.
0: Absolutely. You know, you bring up such a great point that you're protecting not only the profession, but patient interests. And that's, you know, that's why you know, Northern Colorado Medical Society exists. That's why Colorado Medical Society exists. And that's why things like Compact exists. Um, so what value has Compact brought to you as a physician, Dr. Pazowski?
2: Um, Yeah, that's a great question. And it kind of harkens back to um, everything that Emily was talking about. I think um, the the thing that comes to mind most recently um, being uh, the public option, which was a big issue in the the last session, and in fact, probably the biggest issue um, regarding the health insurance marketplace in Colorado um, and so I feel like Compaq has really done a good job um, they were able to get an amendment through that made it so that um, you know physicians had a choice as far as whether or not to take um, that insurance and so in, in essence protecting our autonomy in the insurance marketplace so that was a big a big win I felt like that Compaq uh, was responsible for um, and then things like caps on liability in the malpractice environment that Emily mentioned as well as advocating for physician privacy Um in the arena of things like burnout and, and things like that at the state level. So I really feel like they're protecting, you know, the profession both in terms of the, the, the insurance marketplace and all the way just to the the basic spirit of autonomy and spirit of the profession as well.
0: Those are great examples. Thank you. And I think that'll help our physician listeners understand, you know, it's overall importance. And I think that we can all agree that the the Colorado option that was dropped was something that was, you know, at everyone's high, not high point necessarily, but um, everyone's forefront of their brain. Um, but it's good to know also other things that you mentioned that Compaq is also able to support knowing that there's many, many spheres to it. So, you know, sorry, Dr. pazaski I keep picking your brain, but, you know, Compaq is able to exist through donations. So why should someone donate? Like, give me your top three reasons.
2: Um, yeah, so if, if you want to help protect the, the practice of medicine in Colorado, that's a good reason, you know, from the physician level. Um, if you're passionate about advocating for patients and what's best for patients, um, that's another reason. And I guess third, if you're interested in supporting public health um, through all the things that um, our candidates and our legislators that we support do, um, those would be my top three reasons.
0: I love it. I might be a little biased, but I thought those were great reasons. I'm sure Emily agrees. Um, All right, Emily, I'll put you in the hot seat. So uh, now that we've heard from, you know, from Dr. Bazowski as a physician perspective, let's get into the nitty gritty of everything compact does. So tell me about the candidate interviews that you conduct and why this is important for the house of medicine.
1: Yeah, Compaq is actually really unique in this way, in that we're the only physician organization in the state who interviews candidates in the way that we do. And I would say I'm I'm also a little biased, but it's actually my favorite part of the job. So every election cycle, we meet with every single legislator, uh, or every single candidate, I should say, running for the legislature. And as you can imagine, this takes a lot of time. It takes pretty much the entire two-year election cycle process we have the amazing help of local physicians from component societies like NCMS. And these doctors basically educate and vet candidates on four to six of our biggest priorities. Um, after we interview candidates, we make uh, endorsements. Those endorsement decisions are based on a couple of criteria. One is where the, cri- uh, where the candidate stands on our important issues. Two is the sentiment of those local physicians in their district, i.e. the folks who were actually interviewing them. And third, the demographics of the district. So basically, are they able to win their election? Um, This means that every legislator at the Capitol knows exactly where uh, physician priorities are and we're often their first phone call when a healthcare bill comes up for a a vote, which is awesome. Almost every single legislator is our friend on at least one critical issue. We're never going to have a hundred percent agreement with everyone, but it's about learning where we can work with someone. And that's how CMS is really able to advocate so effectively for physicians.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, when I first learned this, I was shocked that you interview every candidate. I mean, that like you said, it does take a ton of time, but that is why. We are, CMS is able to be so successful in advocacy for physicians and why physicians like Dr. Pazowski are seeing the benefits of Compaq and that advocacy level. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Um,
1: and if I can add, I will say that that's yeah. sort of the silver lining. Of the the COVID pandemic, that things have gone virtual, and so we've actually gotten to involve local physicians even more. Because what we were doing before was we would meet with a candidate in person, which is a fantastic way to make a connection. But if you are in a huge, uh, you know, eastern Colorado district, you're not necessarily going to want to drive an hour out of your busy day to go meet with the um, these slate of candidates. So being able to meet on Zoom, meet virtually, has meant that we've had a lot lot more physician participation, which is awesome. That is
0: great. You know, and I love, I love it when we find silver linings in this world, I'm all about it. So that's a great ad. Thank you. So staying on the topic of these interviews, Emily, how did they also help educate the candidates?
1: Yeah, I'll use an example actually. Last election cycle in 2020, one of our biggest focuses was protecting the confidential counseling services in the peer assistance program. Uh, We discovered that there was a gap in the medical board's policy around this issue during their vendor selection process last year. We were prepared to take legislative matters if need be. Um, We had a bill drafted and our amazing friend in the legislature, shout out to Dr. Yadira Caraveo, she's a a pediatrician in Adams County and a state representative she was ready to help us with running a bill if need be because of her relationship with CMS that really started through compact but that actually wasn't necessary because we brought this issue up in every single conversation and interview we had with candidates and legislators um, I would say that it was easily over a hundred different conversations that we had with candidates and legislators on this particular issue. And as a result, the Colorado Medical Board ended up hearing from something like 75 legislators expressing that they were very concerned by the idea of this counseling program not being confidential for physicians, medical students, et cetera. Um, So what ended up happening was the Medical Board passed policy explicitly protecting confidential counseling in large part because of compacts work. So that's just a really clear example of the positive impact these candidate interviews have for physicians,
0: you know, and that's such a great example. I remember that day that, you know, that that decision was made and it was such a win, such a win for physicians. And that's something that is irreplaceable. um, That compact was able to have a hand in protecting. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I'd love to hear from both of you on this one because I've heard rumors that there's a fundraising challenge happening right now. So so
1: tell me about this. I'll let Dr. Wazowski talk about the awesome prize yeah. for listeners, uh, that listeners can win.
2: Yeah, so we are currently holding a fundraising challenge until October 1st, um, trying to raise um, a, a good amount of money for Compaq uh, for its operations and to donate to candidates who support um, the issues at hand and anyone who donates has the opportunity to win either an iPad or dinner at Elway's Steakhouse.
0: Wow. I love Elway's Steakhouse. So uh, that I'm in. Um, well, well, <laughs> John good. Elway actually be there. Will he have dinner with you? We're working on it. We're doing, doing our best. Hey, that's all. If As long as you're working on it, then that's, you know, a triply <laughs> great prize. Um, <laughs> great. So yeah, um, Emily, I'm going to have you jump in on this question we've talked about that we've had a historic session in 2021. So what should we expect in 2022 and why is it so important now that compact can continue its work.
1: Yeah, that was a crazy session. Um, And good news or bad news, I don't know which it is, but 2022 is shaping up to be pretty hectic for doctors as well. I think in general, healthcare um, is a very hot topic for legislation right now. And with the COVID pandemic, that's uh, just put it even more in the forefront of everyone's mind. So a couple of anticipated issues that we know are coming down the pike. Last year, physician assistants ran a bill to essentially allow them to have um, independent practice, uh, be able to perform a number of uh, services that were not originally in their scope with virtually no physician oversight. At uh, During the 2021 session, we were able to successfully kill that bill, but we do suspect that that's probably going to be coming back in one form or another. Another scope of practice issue that we're expecting is uh, there's rumors that psychologists are looking for prescriptive authority, which we're of course against and I do know that optometrists are interested in some sort of expanded scope to allow them to perform some form of surgery. Um, We at at the Colorado Medical Society have a scope of practice committee, which works very closely with Compaq. Um, So we're gonna be learning a little bit more about those issues as the interim progresses, but we know something along those lines is, is coming down the pike. We are also considering uh, with our stakeholders, which bills CMS might wanna run. Um, a couple of our options that we're discussing right now are a cost of care bill on physician terms, uh, talking about what Dr. Buzowski was mentioning as far as the, the Colorado option last year um we're also considering a prior authorization bill to continue our good work from 2019 streamlining that process and potentially an out-of-network fix for that arbitration process so that's uh at the moment what we know of uh are going to be big issues in 2022 and i'm sure we're just going to keep adding to that list
0: yeah that sounds like a another roller coaster session but um you know, that just means that this work continues to be at the forefront, very important, especially entities like compact. So, uh, between the awesome prizes and you potentially getting John Elway to eat dinner with you at Elway's, even though you're going to get the awesome gift card. Um, tell me how people that are listening in can donate and if there's any limitations associated with this.
1: Yeah, so uh, contributions can be made online. Um, They'll be in the show notes, but uh, it's also at cms.org forward slash contribute. Um, If a listener is unsure if they've met a contribution limit, they can reach out to me directly uh, to double check. I'm super easy to find. I'll probably be in in the show notes as well. But the contribution limits to keep in mind, listeners can only donate $625 to Compaq every two years, and the contribution for the small donor committee, which as I mentioned, deals 100% with uh, medical liability issues, that uh, limit is $50 uh, a year.
0: Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. And yes, thank you for the awesome preview to the show notes. I'll absolutely have both your contact information there and Dr. Bazowski's in case people have questions. um, And then of course, direct links to, to make it easy. But Gosh, it's been awesome for me to even learn more about Compaq today because I knew a little, but definitely not this much. And I'm just even more impressed. So any closing thoughts before I let you both sign off?
2: Um, I would just say that to keep that in mind that, uh, you know, our voice, um, you know, can be heard and will continue to be heard through organizations like Compaq. And uh, don't be shy. You know, if if you have issues that um, you're interested in advocating for, um, you know, bring them to the board. Um, You know, this is our arena to kind of, um, you know, get our voice in front of uh, the interested parties and help protect the profession, patients and public health. And so, yeah, just encourage anyone who's interested to get involved.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I would also just say to the physicians listening right now. Um, you have enough on your plates without having to worry about laws impeding your ability to serve your patients. I mean, my gosh, a little thing called a global pandemic, uh, to name the smallest issue that you're dealing with now. Um, So CMS is here to advocate for you, but we do need your support of Compaq in order to do that. We all hate to admit it, but money is a necessity of politics. It's, It's the reality of politics. And so I would just encourage listeners to consider contributing to Compaq as part of the cost of doing business, uh, just like purchasing PPE and medical liability insurance, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I just want to thank you, Paige and, and Dr. Pazowski and all of NCMS for having us on today.
0: Of course it was, it was our pleasure. Um, and yeah, thank you both again. Those were wonderful closing comments. And I think, uh, I think we all see the importance of Compaq and it's the continued importance over the years. So I'm excited to hopefully see some donations come through and get more members connected and hopefully maybe get more members involved as well um, if they're really passionate about this. So I think this is great. So thank you both. And thank you all for listening in on stethoscope and we will see you soon.